Welcome, geeks and geekettes. You're listening to Episode 7 of the Christ and Consoles Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Tendale. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. It's a very special episode of the podcast because we have a new ally approaching. Everybody, welcome Pastor Taylor. How's it going, everybody? <clears throat> Just had a chip stuck in my throat. That's a good little introduction for you guys. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, I'm going to, before we get into the discussion of who this man is, I will now be joining us on the podcast. We've got our games coming out in the upcoming week. So as of time of recording this, two days from now on May 31st, we've got a small handful of games. We've got Disdored, that's coming out for early access on the PC. Next up, we have Omnicube, that's also coming out on the PC. As well for the PC, we've got Adeptus Titanicus Dominus. That's also coming out for early access. Next up, we've got West of Loathing. West of Loathing is coming out on the Nintendo Switch as well on that May 31st. And last but not least, we've got Street Fighter, the 30th anniversary collection. That's coming out for the Switch. Next up for next week on June 4th, we've got The Piano. That's coming out on the PC. Next on June 5th, we've got On Rush. That's coming out for the PS4, Xbox One. We, next up, we've got Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker. That's coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. After that, we've got Warhammer, the 40,000 inquisition martyr that's coming out for the pc ps4 and xbox one next up we have vampire or vampire but i'm going with vampire that's coming out for pc ps4 and the xbox one next up we've got shack fu a legend reborn that's coming out for pc ps4 xbox one and the nintendo switch and last but not least We've got Shape of the World. That's coming out for the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. So guys, make sure to be on the lookout for all these games coming up. Pick and choose your favorite ones, or if you got those mad buku bucks, pick them all up and let us know how they are. So now into the discussion. Who are you? Who, me? Who are you? My name is Taylor DeSoto. And uh, do you want me to do an introduction here, or are we uh, we good with that? Continue. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did drink some water, so I'm no longer choking on a Frito-Lay, if uh, anyone was still concerned about me. I did not die. Uh, so my name is Taylor DeSoto. I hail from Arizona. Uh, I'm a ruling and teaching elder at a local Reformed Baptist church. I've got a wife and a little baby girl and they are awesome. They're in my world outside of Christ, of course. Uh, I love them to death and would pretty much do anything for them. So that's my life in a nutshell. That's most of my time. I work as a uh, system support analyst three for a bank. Uh, so that, that, that also is a full-time job. So I'm pretty loaded when it comes to things on my plate. 
And one of my most favorite things I do is I run the Christ and Consoles Bible Study. So that's Woo! every Thursday night. That's a lot of fun. A lot of great people in there. And uh, we, we get into the Word. We talk about the Scriptures. We talk about what's going on in our lives. And we pray for and with each other. It's a super encouraging little community we have there. Awesome. And guys, if you are interested in the Christ and Consoles Discord server, go ahead and tweet at us or private message us and we will get you an invite link right away. So Taylor, why don't you give us a, a little bit of a, a backstory to who is Taylor, as in like little Tay-Tay and growing up? Sure, yeah. So I grew up in a non-Christian home, non-religious home. We uh, really never went to church. I think I maybe went to church twice and it was kind of one of those you know, we're testing out the water sort of things, and no one liked it, so we stopped going. Uh, I played a lot of sports growing up, and I played competitively, uh, played competitive baseball, and so that means that we were on the road every weekend, so church was really not an option. Mm. Uh, but I, I grew up, and as I went through school and got to high school, I became more and more militantly atheist. So if you were a Christian and you said, yeah, I believe in God, then you would, you bet I would be coming at you. And asking questions like why, why do you why do you think God exists? Why uh, if there's a problem with evil, then you know why why do people getting killed in other countries for no reason? Um, things like that. And I you know my experience with Christians was that they really couldn't answer those kinds of questions. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I was justified in my atheism. For one, I thought I was the smartest guy in the world. Uh, turns out I really wasn't the smartest guy in the world, and I'm still not. So uh, that's a very humbling, yeah, uh, that, that's extremely humbling, uh, especially for a 17-year-old who you know, thinks they know everything. But what ended up happening was uh, I was living a lifestyle of sin, partying, uh, had a lot of girlfriends, was doing drugs and the whole deal. And uh, one night, one of my really close friends at the time, we were all drinking at my house. I basically just had an empty house all the time. My dad... Uh, traveled for work and so I just had a house and you know a bunch of 17 year olds in a house alone is you know you, you end up doing a couple of things uh, mostly drugs and drinking though mm -hmm. and so we were doing that we were doing drugs and drinking and uh, one of my buddies kind of broke down as alcohol tends to make people do get really emotional and he said you know what guys I'm, I'm gonna kill myself and so for the first time in my life I want to say I looked around and said, what do we do? Because I was the guy with all the answers. I was the guy who knew everything. And my friend who was there and not drinking, we all thought he was the crazy Christian kid. And he was just like, uh, well, would you guys pray with me? And I, I, we all sat around a circle and prayed quietly together. And I remember my prayer very distinctly. It was, God, if you exist, I hate you. But if you exist, please save my friend. And that was a moment for me. And, you know, I, I walked away from that and I thought, you know, whatever, that nothing's going to happen. He's not going to try to hurt himself or anything like that. Well, the next night he tried to drive his mom's car through a wall at 65 miles per hour, they said, roughly there, without a seatbelt on, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The car hit the wall so hard that it jettisoned a piece of rock into another house and almost killed uh, some people sitting there in their home in the second story. So it was a pretty violent event so we all get a text and it says something to the extent of please remember me 
etc that kind of thing and we go to school he's not there and we get a call from his mom that says come to the hospital griffin tried to kill himself last night and so we go down to the hospital expecting the worst expecting tubes and expecting you know machines and things that are keeping him alive it turns out he's just in a psych ward not a scratch on his body and so at that point in my life i had to reevaluate my worldview because my framework for everything was turned upside down and if you recall the prayer that i prayed i i in my way <laughs> asked God to show mercy on this person's life, and God glorified himself through that incident in saving not only myself, but two of my friends. We, we all came to Christ through that event. And it was such a tremendous act of, of God's glory. And from that point on, I just, because uh, I didn't know any of the stories. I didn't know Jonah and the fish. I didn't know all the stories that Christians grow up and uh, grow up with. And so I spent the next two years just reading my Bible over and over and over again and learning uh, to the point where I was like watching Veggie Tales with my Bible open, like just like trying to consume as much Christian media as possible. And I stumbled upon a guy by the name of Paul Washer and another one by the name of Matt Chandler. And these two pastors, and then Mark Driscoll and John Piper, those four uh, were so influential to the formation of my faith. And, and what I believe today is still a product of those four pastors. Uh, so I'm tremendously grateful for their work, their work for the gospel, for the ministry of Christ. And uh, so that's in a nutshell how I came to Christ. And ever since then, I've just been trying to run as you know hard as I can towards towards the goal, which is Christ. So you were 17 when all of that went down? Yeah, that's correct. So it was like a thousand years ago. It feels like it. <laughs> almost <laughs> almost uh, 10 years ago. It's coming up this year. So Wow. Do you do you remember that day? Like the actual like date of like the whole when you kind of when your whole world review was turned upside down. Yeah, I believe it was September 16th, 2006. No, that's a little bit late. 2008. Wow. 2009, 2009. That yeah, there we go. September 2009 was uh was was the day. Man. And so like so, you know, I, I didn't have a, like, complete worldview turned upside down moment when it came to coming to God. Can you kind of, like, unpack that a little bit, like, how it feels when, you know, something you're, you're hold, something you hold to for so long and are so dedicated to and then just in the blink of an eye, you know, because like you said, you know, in your prayer, you said, God, if you're real... I hate you, and then on the same side of the coin, if you're real, save my friend. So you were already pretty much, you know, set on God not being real, and you kind of felt like you were speaking to the wind there. But when that wind came back as a, a real thing. Yeah, it, it turned my life upside down. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, I had to face the fact that I, I wasn't an atheist. I just hated God. Wow. And I, and I had to deal with that. I had to deal with the fact that this God who had shown me love and mercy and kindness and compassion my whole life was the God that I had spent hating my whole life. And on top of that, I was a popular kid in school. I was on the varsity lacrosse team, you know, lots of friends. And for the most part, I had to say, guys, I can't really hang out with you anymore because of the lifestyle that you guys are living. 
and that was tough. I lost most of my friends, uh, most of my friends, and found found new friends in the small little Christian club at my school, and then uh, actually a lot of Mormons because they were the only other people that weren't drinking and partying and all that. Uh, so a lot of great Mormon friends, uh, a lot of great Christian friends, and then. I also had to go back and uh, make a lot of apologies to the Christians that I was extremely rude to, extremely vitriolic to. So it was humbling. It, it was, I mean, really imagine uh, just just going to school and the Christians don't like you and the popular people don't like you anymore. And so you're kind of like, you know, finding people to like you. And it's really difficult to do that, especially if you're no longer in the good graces of either of those camps. Mm-hmm. So how was, cause so you were still in high school at this point, were you junior right. or senior year? I think I was a junior if I remember correctly. Cause yeah, because my senior, yeah, I was, uh, I was, it was the end of my junior year or beginning of my junior year. Yeah. I think, yep. Beginning of my junior year. Okay. Senior year. No, beginning of senior. Cause I graduated in 2010. Yeah. Okay. Beginning so, of my senior year. Yeah. So the beginning of your senior year, I assume, um, that you went to the school all previous years prior. Right, yeah. So you had built up these these years of an image and friends mm-hmm. centered around your, you know, atheism. And yep. so how was that? Like, I know you said it was really hard to lose some friends, but really, like, how was it when, you know, because what it sounds like is an Apostle Paul moment where you know everybody knew the apostle paul as you know the uh you know murdering christians murdering people who who proclaim christ and then turns around and says i i've had this moment with god and now i'm saved so right. was it kind of similar to that where you spent these years everybody knew taylor as the you know the the partying guy but now turns around as you know i'm sure that what they would see as a bible thumper uh yeah, I, I don't know if I'd compare myself to Paul because uh, Paul was really <laughs> smart and I was an idiot. So there's there's that. Uh, also he, uh, yeah, I, I just I guess false humility. But yeah, I, I would have trouble lauding myself with the greatness of the, of that man. Uh, but yeah, in a similar way, uh, the the Christians didn't like me. The the popular people, my old people, right? Uh, I guess in this example, the Jews to Paul uh, didn't like me. Uh, but I did have a couple of really great friends mm-hmm. and they were the ones that, that we, we studied the Bible together. We actually started a Bible study. Um, we started going to young life, which, uh, you know, believe what you want about young life, that it was pretty influential in my life. And, uh, that's actually how I met, um, some of my closest friends. Now they, they came into young life and this is kind of the, where my story really picks up and gets running. So we're in young life, me and my two friends that had experienced this, you know, really traumatic event with me, became Christians through this event with me. And these four guys just walk into young life and just start open air preaching in the young life room. And uh, my friend turns to me and says, oh, that's Dane Johansson and that's Eric Dutton. And I was like, they're crazy and I want to know them. (laughs) (laughs) So imagine they're in a room full of like these kids, like half of them just came from the back. They just had gotten done smoking weed and we're like about to sit down for like this five minute like parable story, right? Like at the end of Young Life, they they do like a little five minute like Jesus story, right? Uh And they just come in like, like literally in my mind, I, I imagine them like 
kicking the door down, right? And like, boof, like busting the door in and just preaching like the most intense gospel I've ever heard. And I was like, where'd you guys come from? <laughs> like, wow. Uh, and, and they said, yeah, we do a Bible study on Friday nights. Uh, you should come. And that's, uh, that's actually how I met some of my closest friends today. We're still, we all, uh, we planted a church together actually 10 years later. Wow. Dude, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, even, even for me, somebody who does know you personally and is, we've known each other for a couple months now, like, you know, there, there's so much to that, that I didn't even know. And, mm-hmm. you know, so not only is this a, a learning experience for our listeners, but just also for me, man. And it's just, it's such a blessing that you're, you know, so open and willing to, you know, to share all of this with us. Yeah, praise God, man. Uh, I, I don't tell my story a lot, but I try to give God glory when I do tell it. So if there's anything that you can take away from this conversation is like, I was a man, a boy who hated God and God said, nope, the, you're mine now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my glory will be had in your life. And uh, that's, that's, that's the premise of my story is, you know, his glory in my life. Well, yeah, when, when you came to Christ, you really just you didn't you didn't start crawling or walking no you hit the ground running i tried i i failed a lot but it was actually kind of crazy i was experiencing really bad insomnia at the time too so i would like go three days without sleeping until i would like start hallucinating auditory like basically auditory hallucinations it sounded just like it was crazy it was really scary did you hear the Uh, voice of god no okay (laughs) heard a lot of other voices but definitely not his uh the uh, <laughs> uh, but the, the, it was, it was terrifying, but mm. because I wasn't sleeping, I was just reading a lot. Uh, and, and also happened to watch. So, uh, just shows you like where I was at in my life. I would like go and read like entire, like chunks of the Bible, like hundred pages at a time. And then I'd like watch an episode of Avatar, the last airbender. So like, Woo! I was, yeah. So it was, <laughs> it was just like a really like cool part of my life. Cause instead of like going out and getting like silly drunk, I was, I was just, you know, happy. Like I was actually enjoying my life. Like I was enjoying like media that's wholesome and I was enjoying the Bible and I was praying a lot. And it was just like this really, uh, like clear, Mm-hmm. time of my life even though I was super tired and my brain was like really like hey you gotta stop and sleep uh it was still the most peaceful time of my life to this day wow so even in the midst of your hallucinations and your exhaustion you're still praising God through it all yeah you know and, and praise him for it there I, you know I could have easily just gone back and gone to partying because alcohol generally helps you sleep but I you know I didn't I wasn't even on my mind at the time was that kind of like what caused a lot of that insomnia was your body was so used to using like substances to go to sleep yeah you know I don't know okay. uh, that's interesting I've never actually thought of that before but yeah I'm sure the the combination of of beer and marijuana <laughs> mm-hmm. uh you know that, that can uh, definitely you know throw you off but yeah i i think uh, the way i've always reflected on that is that god god was giving me the extra time to catch up on the the nearly almost at that point 18 years of my life that i you know didn't spend learning about him <laughs> mm-hmm. would you so with, with a testimony like this would you consider that you know would you consider those years um 
wasted or would you just consider it as you know what it is a part of your testimony and praise god he found Mm. you through it yeah i i would say that had i had that experience and heard the gospel and become a christian because that's that's a that like had i heard that right Mm-hmm. Had my Christian friend not followed up with me and preached the gospel to me after that traumatic event where we all prayed together, and and had he done that and then I just went on with my life as though nothing had happened, I think from that point on I would have wasted the last nine, ten years of my life. Oh, okay. Um, but but I, I did. I had to spend a lot of time looking back on those those parts of my life and and really looking at it through the lens of like what was God doing in those periods of time and what he was doing what was reformative of to how I I was as a Christian even you know the way that I question people the way that uh, you know bringing the, the the skeptic mind into Christianity and testing the spirits like some Christians you know they be, they become a Christian and they accept the doctrine of the first person that shares the gospel with them and then you know with that person is like one of those people who calls themselves Jesus you know you that's their that's their their philosophy and that's their doctrine now um so i didn't just accept the young life gospel i was you know i i questioned it and you know you listen to paul washer and there's no way that you can you know you can live with yourself after listening to a young life sermon and then going and listening to paul washer you're like yeah i need more yeah uh this isn't cutting it for me uh so i was able to look back and, and use the the ways that i thought and and let christ actually heal them and let christ uh, mend my my brokenness and and mend my my ridiculous thought patterns and and actually uh, be glorified in the fact that I, I was literally a new creation in my mind that that's the only way I can justify it even if if someone were to look at my life and say you know oh, oh religion's not real or whatever like how do you explain my life and how do you explain the 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 person who was literally getting everything he wanted right I, I the 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 really you know beautiful girlfriends i had popular at school like the high school dream and i honestly just didn't want it after that and and you know praise god for that because there's a lot of people um who continue to live in sin like really you know their whole life doesn't change nothing changes when they become a christian right and that's you know so praise god that he was able to to give me that and and so uh yeah in in a lot of words um (laughs) dude that's Wow. I mean, really praise God that he, you know, was kind of, would you say that through all those years, he still had a hold on you? Oh, there's, there's no doubt. I was looking back at all the, all the times that, that I could have ruined my life and all the times that I could have been really injured or hurt or killed worse. Yeah. And put in jail, you know, whatever it may be. Mm. Um, the fact that, I wasn't and that I'm fine today and I didn't cause any damage or didn't hurt anybody is is a tremendous amount of grace on my life. Wow. And praise God that you're able to, like you said, kind of take that, the, that mentality of skepticism you had back then with the way you thought. And not only did God heal you from that, but now you're able to even use that line of thinking for his glory. Like when, you know, like Mm -hmm. you said, testing the spirits. Right. Now, do you? Because I do want to talk a little bit of how we met. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to add to, um, you know, to to your testimony, to who you are, um, you know, like what God has done in your life, whether it's, you know, um, 
you know, family and friends nowadays, your marriage and, you know, just if there's anything that you would want to add before we kind of get into how we met. Um, hmm. uh, I guess the last thing is just that uh, no matter what your story is, I-, I think that everyone's story is important when it comes to, you know, the way that God works in people's lives. And I think the miracle in my story was not the way that I was saved. The miracle in my story is that I was saved. Um, that's, that's the miracle. And so I, I could have, I could have been boring and just said, yeah, God saved me when I was 17 and that's it. And God is still just as magnificent as, you know, if I was a serial killer who was also an arsonist and, you know, whatever it is, um, God, God is so good to save anybody. You know, God is, God is good to save the person who literally grew up a Christian who never, you know, really made any major mistakes in their life. Like God is just as good to save that person and just as glorious and just as, you know, mighty and awesome. Uh, and so that's my encouragement, number one, to everyone. Like, your story, is, your story is awesome, so as long as God gets the glory for it. And two, uh, you know, my story is still going, right? You know, right. still am, am trying to learn and still trying to stay humble. And uh, I think that's the pursuit of the Christian is to constantly be seeking God's glory and seeking, you know, his will for your life. Dude, that's awesome. Then that's that definitely is encouraging. You know, I, I've heard throughout the past, and I've even thought this my myself that you know when we hear these testimonies of people that, like you said, were you know um, in gangs, they were killing people, or they were you know dealing drugs, or you know what have you. We hear these grand testimonies, and then look at ourselves after playing the comparison game. And think, man, why mm. why couldn't I have had such a cool, you know, testimony? So, you know, dude, that's right. that that's really encouraging. And thank you for you know letting all of us and you know myself included definitely that no matter what your testimony is, it's for God's glory and it is powerful, mm-hmm. and it's it's yours. Amen. And and I hope my daughter and and other you know my other future children. I hope they have a boring story. You know, I I hope. <laughs> I do. Like, I hope Mm -hmm. that they don't get into drugs and I hope that they don't make mistakes. And I hope that their story is that they were raised by a loving family and they've never knew a day of their life where they weren't a Christian. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what I hope for, you know, my children. So, uh, that the cool story comes with a lot of baggage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, but dude, thank you again for, for sharing with us. Like, that's just absolutely incredible and powerful. And another story that I think is absolutely incredible and powerful is drum roll. The story in which we met. It was okay. Oh, <laughs> oh right. In my pride. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. It was awesome. I actually tell this story a lot to like so people who, who, uh, who ask about that weird like Christian geek discord thing I do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, trust me. It's a lot cooler than you were making it sound right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so it was, have we hit two months of, or almost three months of friendship now? It feels about right. Yeah. It feels like we've known each other a lot longer. Uh, yeah, it, just, it does. It does. Three months sounds a little silly when, yeah, but I it, mean, yeah, I think so. Right. You know, like, so I was going to make a point, but I'll let the story itself lead into that. Um, okay. So 
a few months ago, I was um, in a break with my girlfriend and just kind of, you know, allowing ourselves to have that space and, and devote to God. And so I was playing Overwatch one night, you know, with Overwatch, I always have the voice, the voice on whether it's push to talk or open mic, uh, just so I know if my teammates are actually going to talk or if I'm pretty much doing a guessing game solo run. And so I got on the, the mic and I said, how's it going, everybody? And this, this strange, strange man says, it's going pretty well. I just got done listening to a podcast about a religious cult. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, that was that that's interesting. Uh, do you remember what that podcast was? It was actually a Netflix documentary called Wild Wild Country. And it was about like the... Uh, the Colts and I think it's Oregon or Seattle in the 1980s. Um, but yeah, so I, I do this sneaky thing where like I'll bring up something that people don't typically associate with the gospel. And then I'll like hit them with the gospel because they respond to me. Mm. And so I was being sneaky. Oh, you were but being you, sneaky. You were I was being try... sneaky. Oh, I was just a convert. No, <laughs> no, but, no, but usually, usually I actually have my voice off in overwatch. So it was actually kind of crazy that I had it on, um, but since you you responded, I like my headphones were were like on my like desk, right? And I put them on, and I'm like, yeah, I just got done doing this thing, and then you were like, oh, I was in a cult, and I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, sick, that was. <laughs> well, then you said you had become a Christian, and I was like, oh, dude, this is awesome. And I I still remember that moment. See, it's funny because um, what's that? So I remember the map that we were on because it was this like impactful to me. Obviously I don't remember the name, but what's the map in overwatch where it's like the, the Spanish city. Uh, you know what you want to talk about? Ilios. Ilios. I, I thought we were on blizzard world because we were talking about how it was new. Maybe we eventually got there, but Ilios, I think is where you're talking Ili- about. Ilios is where we started. Cause I remember I was right by the payload when you had said religious cult. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it it's crazy how my mind will, you know, it could be the most random thing, but if it impacts me that much, like, you know, I'll remember those kind of like, you know, just ridiculous details. And so, yeah, that's when I said, you know, I was in a religious cult and you asked me what it was. And um, so when I told you the name of it and said that it was a Christian cult, uh, that's when you said, oh, I'm a Christian, too. I'm actually an elder in a church. And I'm like, this, this guy needs to become a part of the Discord. Like, th- this guy has to. So, And I still remember the um, we were still talking, and it almost timed out to be able to team up. In that last second, I'm like, wait, 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 we need to team up and stay together. That's when I later messaged you the link to the Discord. And, I mean, that was incredible because you were somebody that I had just met. And the next day... Uh, we were on um, Hollywood map in Overwatch mm-hmm. and I was already pouring out my heart to you and asking you for advice on my relationship because you had told me you were married and so I'm like okay well here's a Christian guy I don't I don't know him but that doesn't even matter like the idea of not knowing you didn't even cross my mind it was just <laughs> here here's a married Christian man I'm a Christian guy in a relationship and I need advice. And it was funny because there were times where we would be on the open mic just talking about our faith and asking for advice. And I still remember too that um, 
we had gone through an entire game talking and then I'm like, Oh, our mics are still open here. Like now everybody on the team is hearing like this conversation. They they were just listening. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. I think they were interested in what we were talking about maybe, or making fun of us behind the scenes. I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't become a meme. Um, (laughs) it's it's possible, uh, you know, there's probably a YouTube video floating out there, you know, the religious nuts on overwatch, you know, and everybody's just like, well, listen to this guy, his relationship's a sham, you know, what's this guy doing helping him out? This poor guy, you know, like, um, and that's when we Christian pastor gives bad advice to young Christian. Like that's like, (laughs) we'll become the next Buzzfeed video. Should yeah, religion like, and look, video games blend? Listen to these guys. They're distracting is, their this, teammates. <laughs> this is why not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, that was just... Oh. And, and ever since then, you know, we were just always talking. I think we ended up talking, I mean, because since you do work from home and you're on your computer a lot, you know, aside from the time that you, of course... I don't want to make our listeners think that, you know, you're not spending time with your family. Um, but (laughs) you know, aside from spending time with your family, like it always just seemed that me and you were on the computer at the same time. And I think that's why it seems like to me, you're on the computer a lot because the time that I was spending working or with my girlfriend, you were also working or with your wife and child. And so, you know, when that around that 10 o'clock time would hit when everything's like winding down for the day is we were doing Overwatch and hanging out on the Discord. And every day of that, man, it just that's why it feels like we've known each other for so long. Yeah, we definitely put a lot of hours in. And uh, that's actually interesting. I never thought about that. But that's usually when I wind down. So my wife goes to bed earlier than me. And so she'll go to bed and then I'll wind down read play video games whatever it is mm-hmm. uh and so it just happens that you were doing the same thing yeah man and of course it just happened to be overwatch like you could have been playing anything else and we would just be relying on voice chat in the discord but it just so happened right. that you're also on overwatch just like me it- it's actually kind of funny because when I started playing Overwatch again I had just quit World of Warcraft again for like the 15th time uh, and I because I I was in a raiding guild and we were we were a top like one US 150 guild and it was just consuming all my time and so when the when my baby was born it was kind of like all right I gotta hang this up mm-hmm. so I actually hadn't touched a video game for probably three months uh, and then I was like you know what I'm just gonna play Overwatch tonight and then that's when we uh, that's when I ran into you so wow. You know, I, I don't want to, like, necessarily, like, over-spiritualize every <laughs> every little aspect, but it, it's hard not to sometimes when you hear stories like this. Yeah, it seems a little bit too frivolous for uh, coincidence, doesn't it? It definitely, you know. Um, there's not a lot of people understand the expression, um, but there's an expression that I use, and uh, so you know how when somebody will say, like, you know, like, you know, Electrical is my middle name, meaning something that they're, they're they specialize in. Right, right. Well, I always uh, would say coincidence is God's middle name, <laughs> because like because the way He orchestrates things. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it that's funny. Seems like that, such that's a funny if you're not like if you're not like being like a Christian jerk and you're just like, did you just say God is coincidence? 
right? Like, you know, right. Um, but no, I, I got what you said. That's actually nothing, pretty funny. Nothing is coincidence with God. It's all you orchestrated. Just, you, you just hear, like, my headphones hit the ground and the door slam behind <laughs> me. Like, we're still recording. Oh, man. I'm having a fit in the background. Oh, no. my gosh. And then, like, we all hear you just, like, yelling to your wife about me. <laughs> Did you hear Can this you idiot? Leave this guy? He said <laughs> coincidence? God? What? Does he not know the sovereignty? <laughs> I'm flying out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, and that and that was the crazy thing, you know. Um, you know, I mean, that's just the way that my mind works. She said flying out there, and that was going to be my next topic. How we only knew each other for slightly under two months. It was just a few weeks ago that I was like, I mean, you're you're not too far from me. You were only a seven hour drive from me, and it's like. I got to meet this guy. And in like the course of like just a few days, we just like orchestrated it. I got my Airbnb, which was only $25 a night. And I'm just like, I got the time off of work. I got the Airbnb. Let's do this. That's awesome. And, you know, I remember talking to my coworkers and they're like, why, why are you going to Arizona? I said, well, I'm going to meet a friend. And they (laughs) always, what do you mean? Meet a friend. I'm like, well, there's this guy that I met playing video games and we've never met in person. So I'm going to go meet him in person. They're like, are you an idiot? You're going to go meet somebody from the internet. I'm like, well, I mean, we've voice chat all the time. We, uh, you know, he, he leads our Bible study now. And so I, I actually physically see him through a webcam, you know, multiple times a week, you know, or at least guaranteed that once a week for a Bible study. And still, it just, like, it didn't make sense to people that, you know, that security that I had. Like, to be perfectly honest, like, I would be very hesitant to meet somebody who's not a Christian that I met online. And, you know, knowing that you are a Christian for one. And I would still be a little hesitant because, you know, you can call yourself a Christian. And, you know, just like I can go in the garage and call myself a car, you know, but that doesn't make me one. You know, but right. knowing that you were a pastor of a church and it was like that kind of like solidified the whole experience, you of know, course. or the decision more. And and it was just so cool how it wasn't awkward for a moment, you know, when no. we met. Dude. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but dude, that's that's awesome. That's a little backstory for uh, you know Taylor growing up. A little backstory on how we met, and so you had mentioned that your guild in your raid guild in WoW was ranked in the one fifties. Yeah, for the United States. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> 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 oh man. So how how was that? Like, a little backstory on why you're a geek or a nerd, depending on the term you prefer. Sure. Uh, but who am I, I, I to use the... Up, impro- um, I don't want to use the improper pronoun. So, are you a geek or nerd? <laughs> I would so- call myself a nerd, but I, I mean... Honestly, I, I think I think you get that nickname for the first time when someone is trying to physically harm you for of something you're into or... So, like, you know, whatever that bully in the third mm. grade decided to call you, that's the one that sticks with you. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of being funny, but that's, I think, how I... No, I mean, there's some truth to that. The first time I was called a nerd was probably not a nice thing, and I just kind of owned it and was like, yeah, sure, I'm a nerd. Who cares? Like, if, if, like, this makes me a nerd, then I'm happy to be one. 
and, and so I would I would say uh, by the time I was ten, uh, I was reading all sorts of fantasy, all sorts of uh, books that that were. You know, my dad did, really didn't want me reading because uh, I was supposed to be playing baseball and being athletic. And uh, but I loved to read. I loved to write stories, and it eventually culminated to me like writing, wor- creating worlds. And uh, I was a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master for two years, three different campaigns. Uh, so, so that part, I would say, that's like the most true sense of nerd that I am. Is I love writing stories, building worlds, and storytelling. But I started playing video games at a really young age because it, it was just a way for me to escape the reality of my home life, and it was a it was a way to get out of the real world. So I was bullied a lot as a kid, and so I would come home to my games, which I was really good at. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could have control over one part of my life, it was the fact that I could beat anybody at my school at this particular game. It's whatever, whether it was Super Smash Bros. Or, or whatever it may be. I was better than them at something. I was smarter than them at something, right? I, I could I could tell stories better than them or whatever it was. It was a way to control who I was that wasn't what I looked like. And and so that's how I really got into being a nerd because I found that there's there was a, a certain sense of awe and power in, in controlling a video game character where, like, you you get to create your story kind of. And I just thought that was a really cool concept. And so that's how I became a nerd. And eventually it, it evolved into something much more meaningful to me, uh, a way to connect with people, a way to be creative. And uh, ultimately, I've met some of my greatest friends by playing video games. So, Dude, that's awesome. So it, it started out as an escape, in a sense, mm-hmm. and just became a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, much uh, much less than much less than it would used to be because I'm really busy now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I would say I would I would never shuck the title of of nerd or dork or geek or whatever it is. I I, I personally own it. All my friends call me it, even though they don't really know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if they knew, right? No, see, yeah, I I get that, man, and I think that's really cool. How you know that that was a name or a title that that was given to you and you began to own it yeah you know um yeah see i prefer geek mostly because like when when i was thinking of like that distinction between what's a nerd and what's a geek i always thought of anime and video games as geek and book smarts and you know maybe like dungeons and dragons and Harry Potter as like nerd, and yeah, that's about right. I have a Harry Potter tattoo. Uh, I'm sorry so. to hear that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, you do? I do. Ah, what is it? It's uh, so I got it with my mom and sister. It's a Snape quote, actually, uh, and it says "always." You know, everyone. I think a lot of people are getting it now, but this is like years and years and years ago. But the uh, basically, uh, Dumbledore asks Snape. Bef- they're having this dialogue right at the end of uh, I think the seventh book, and Dumbledore sh- asks Snape to show him his Patronus, and it's Lily Potter's Patronus. And so he says, after all these years, and or after all this time, and he says, always. So he's like, it's just a representation of just timeless love. 
Um, and uh, so that's that's uh, why we got it. And uh, so all three, me, my sister, and my mom all have it. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. And what a just a blending of the worlds too, like something that you guys can all share in. Yeah, know? that was uh, that was something that that was really cool growing up. Is that my mom always encouraged my uh, gaming habits and my ah. nerddom, so to speak. So she got me my first gaming computer, and uh, really, she always I always had to be reading something. That was her rule. She's like, you could you could play as much video games as you want, but you have to be reading something always, and uh, and not just like having a book on your shelf. Like you have to be actually actively getting through it. Right. If there's dust on that book, there's a problem. <laughs> right then, the, then if there's a dust on the book there will be dust on the computer right oh. so uh yeah that was kind of the rule <laughs> wow dude this is so cool like and like i said earlier you know it's been just also a learning experience for me too and you know i mean i feel like a broken record of how excited i am for the direction that this will go um and so just for all of you guys to know uh what taylor will be bringing to the table from here on out for the podcast is uh, we will now be having a like I would say probably about a 10 to 15 minute segment of I'm still trying to come up with an alliteration for it because I can't help but only think of alliterations but we're going to have a short like Bible discussion and so Taylor will whether it's a topic that um, that's in his you know regular readings or you know if it's something that stood out to him or devotional what have you whatever the case is um, you know, he'll be bringing that, uh, to the podcast and we'll all have that little discussion, um, from pastor Taylor. Awesome. So, um, a little bit of uh, news coming up in the gaming world, uh, that a lot of us are super stoked for, at least I'm the most stoked for is the new, uh, Pokemon switch game. We're getting some more rumors and information coming out. There are some credible uh, sources like there are some accounts that people their their job is to leak information and there are some that are more regarded towards than others and so the names that are official it's uh so there'll be two versions it's uh pokemon let's go pikachu and pokemon let's go eevee and i know this is nothing new to all the listeners because it's just been the buzz of youtube and um nerd and geek podcasts um but what it seems like they're doing is uh some people are are uh speculating that it's a remake of pokemon yellow where in pokemon yellow you started with pikachu and you know because it followed more of the anime so you started with pikachu and your rival gary got um got eevee and so what we're kind of seeing is possibly it's a retelling of pokemon yellow where uh, you will start with Pikachu depending on the version I assume is you know if you start with you know let's go Pikachu then you start with Pikachu if you get let's go Eevee then you start as uh, playing with Eevee and so it's really just going to be interesting how they incorporate all the mega evolutions the new forms of Pokemon and taking all that back to the original region um, what do you think Taylor of Pokemon I really enjoy Pokemon. Uh, I whew, actually in high school. So there's a, there was a point where I was like doing this thing where I was like really being ironically nerdy. Like because I had gained this like popularity status for the first time in my life, uh, I was doing like crazy things against the meta, like buying a Game Boy Micro, bringing it to class, and playing Pokemon Red on 
it in class and like you know normally that wouldn't be a cool thing but everyone was like oh taylor's doing it so like (laughs) all of a sudden people are like starting to bring their game boys to school again uh so uh that was that was really awesome like to relive because they came out with i think it was pokemon ruby and sapphire yeah which were essentially like just red and blue but Mm. for the for the game boy uh whatever you wanted but um so i played those over through and through and through did i get it wrong it was uh, Ruby and Sapphire were the third generation main games. They came out with uh, the remix of Red and Blue, which was uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Oh, whew. yeah, 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 yeah. I just, yeah, I can't remember what. The, yes, those are the ones I'm talking we, about. We take Pokemon very seriously on this podcast. Ooh, well, I apologize for my for my uh, blasphemy, uh, all of you. Uh, so the basically the point of that story is. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So the point of that story is uh, I'm obviously not like super uh, learned on the lore. I'm not super learned on the manga, uh, but I do appreciate the story. I do appreciate the world. Uh, It did unfortunately become a little bit overwhelming for me once they started adding like a hundred, you know, different Pokemon to the meta. Um, That was hard for me to swallow. I know some people are really into that, but I, it kind of killed it for me. There's now 800 that's see to me that's just ridiculous <laughs> but see, i i i kept going i've got a game you kept going i kept going i've got a game of every region all, see, that's all awesome. seven generations but see, i can respect that like for someone who can like do that and not be burnt on it like that's amazing to me uh i it just wasn't like i once um once i found out about pc gaming when i was like 13 i nothing else mattered like i i do have to uh ask for i do have to repent and ask for forgiveness um so i bought the so in gen 7 it was sun and moon then they came out Mm -hmm. with ultra sun ultra moon i started ultra moon and then i built a pc and haven't uh played very much of it so i do have to ask for forgiveness of not only my lord but also my listeners oh my gosh well so you get it then you get like yeah. pc gaming honestly it encompasses like, listen, you it's just the only system that matters oh well this will be uh pastor taylor's first and last episode of the podcast <laughs> uh before i go pc master race i'm out no just oh. uh i'm no, a huge advocate that. of the pc gaming uh, oh i i get that like before see i'm a hypocrite um i <laughs> you know it was it's actually pretty crazy how um you know your testimony with god and my testimony with gaming are, are quite similar um mm-hmm. i i just like you you know hated god i hated pc gamers and pc anything and i was oh con- console only man and i will tell you why consoles are the best and then my entire world was shipped or was shaped or i mean not uh flipped there you go not shipped or shaped flipped upside (laughs) down and uh watched some youtubers and how easy it was to build a pc and um uh once again uh a little bit of forgiveness here my nintendo switch actually has dust on it it is it has been that long See, that hurts me even as someone who like would really like, so I, I went out to go get the Nintendo Switch, uh, the, the, one of the first weeks it came out and mm-hmm. I drove around. So I called, I called this one place, like it was like a GameStop or something. And they were like, we've got one copy left, like one console left and it, and it came with Breath of the Wild. And, uh, I went there and by the time I had gotten there, 
sold. They sold it wow. underneath me. So I drive 45 minutes into the city. Into I was living in Philadelphia at the time. Into the city, 45-minute drive, and same thing happened. They said, we have two machines left. By the time I got there, both gone. Wow. And, I mean, more or less crushed my spirit, and I have not attempted to purchase a Switch since that point. Uh, see, I, I pre-ordered it, so I got it with... Uh, it was just the console itself. It, didn't, it wasn't like a, a bundle or anything, but I got it with Breath of the Wild that day. And nice. I was on it, and I was still playing it, and it's just, you know, man, it's the PC. It unfortunately took over because then I got Steam, and... You know, I still haven't partook much in like crazy Steam sales, but it's just because the prices are already so good. You know, like yeah. if I wanted a game on the Switch, you know, sixty dollars, or I'd have yep. to wait a thousand years for that game to to get it used for significantly cheaper. Whereas right. with the PC, like the other day, I picked up uh, two games on Steam for fifty cents each. And it's like that's incredible, right? You know, and like yes, one of them I was done in matter of just a couple of hours, but still, like that was a couple hours of fun for fifty cents. Like my gumball for fifty cents loses flavor quicker than that. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there's a lot of really fun games that I've bought for under five dollars on Steam. Exactly. Um, I even think I got Rocket League for like seven ninety nine. Wow. Which which I play. I probably have at least a hundred hours logged in Rocket League, so like it's, it's a, it was it was like come on seven ninety nine for a hundred hours worth of like fun. Exactly, you, you can't you can't beat it. No man, um, and so yeah, that's I, I do plan on getting back into uh, my Pokemon game and my Switch, uh, mostly on the times where like I do a lot of pet sitting. So when I can't take my PC with me, I can take my Switch or I can take my DS. And, you know, I'm able to get back into that. Um, so, awesome. Well, dude, uh, just welcome aboard. And this is <laughs> going to be great. Uh, before we close out uh, the podcast, um, Taylor, do you have any uh, last words? I mean, last words for the podcast. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> Are you going <laughs> to? I was like, is, should I be aware? Is someone about to, like, bust through here and kill me? Uh, the How epic that would be, though. I mean, it would be pretty funny. It would. I'm all about that kind of humor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like self-deprecating humor to me is like the most, it's like the height of, of hilarity. Uh, anyway, I think you asked me to do a book recommendation, so I'll do that. Uh, so there's a book, it's, it's by Andy Wilson called Notes from the Tilt-A-Whirl, and it's about worldview. It's about nature. It's about the beauty and chaos uh, in this world, and uh, if you don't know anything about Andy Wilson, he is the son of Douglas Wilson, who uh, is a Reformed Presbyterian uh, out in Moscow, Idaho, and there are a cool bunch of guys out there, uh, but the book is amazing. Andy Wilson also has uh, a bunch of fantasy novels, which are out, and they're really good. I've read one of them. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh so other than that, thank you for having me. I really appreciate being on. Hopefully I didn't say anything too ridiculous that gets you in trouble. No, man. If anything, you added everything, like everything you said added to the podcast. And, you know, it slowly, you know, when I had this podcast in mind, you know, I didn't know anybody 
immediately to you know to bring them on board and as you know time went on and our fellowship grew as well as other people a part of the server you know i started formulating that that plan in my head to see you know you know they they have a great personality we we connect very well we our vibes and our auras are right on cue with each other um you know i can you know i i've got a blue aura and and i need other people with a uh, similarly light colored aura and so if i had eyebrows i'd be raising them right now <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that's also the humor to expect from uh, the next uh, forever <laughs> podcasts. Um, but anyways, so it's just like, yeah, we, you know, we got along very well. And I'm like, okay, this guy would be great on the podcast. And, you know, just having you a part of Christ and Consoles, not just the podcast, the Bible study leader, as well as uh, developing some of our uh, literature to be putting out uh, leaflets and such. Um, you know, man, you're you're a great addition to Christ and Consoles as a whole, and uh, you know, it's just you're gonna with with your help to further this ministry, it's gonna be great. Um, go ahead. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the kind words. That means a lot to me. Awesome, man. Praise God for everything that He has done in our lives individually and together. It has just been awesome journey. Uh, before we close out the podcast, it would be. Um, our last segment, what you should be watching, playing, and listening to. And uh, as Taylor stated before, uh, for the book recommendation, we are going to be adding what you should be reading. So as for what you should be... Yeah. Um, so I jumped the gun on that you, one. My, my apologies. You jumped the gun a little bit there, um, but it's okay because it was a rubber bullet. So we're, we're good. Um, so it, it, there's no serious damage, just a little bit of emotional scarring. Um, I am going to, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm severely hurt that I hurt you. uh, So I, and and I'm hurt that you're hurt, that you hurt me and I will cry myself to sleep tonight. Um, Oh my goodness. That sounds like (laughs) an amazing millennial gift that we have to just cry ourselves to sleep. Oh man. It's, it's a privilege. Only this generation has it. Right. You know, millennial privilege. M- yeah. Millennial privilege. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how well that one's gonna go. <laughs> uh, hopefully, poorly. Maybe you'll get some uh, some more listeners if yeah. you, you know we enrage enough people. They'll be like, "Yeah, you gotta listen to these idiots. They're gonna <laughs> make you mad. They love being mad." <laughs> if there's anything I've learned about millennials, is they really love being mad at something. So, gives them a purpose. And so, anyways. What you should be uh, watching, playing, and listening to. So uh, I started, if you, I'm sure for the majority of avid anime watchers, uh, you may have seen Violet Evergarden. I did recommend that one, um, but I just can't recommend it enough. But after I started uh, Children of the Whale, it's a more, a I, w- I would call it dystopian future. No, because it's not a good future. Anyways, far in the future, these people, they live on this island that moves through a sea of sand, and it's called the Whale, and a lot of the people on this island, they have this magical ability, but the problem is the people with this magical ability, it severely shortens their lifetime to where you could die as early as your early 20s or as late as 30. I think the longest or the oldest person that died in the like first episode, so it's not spoiler or anything, um, was 29 years old. 
um, because for whatever reason that magical ability shortens your lifespan um, and then they without heading into spoiler territory but to give you a hook and why to watch it they discover that they're not the only ones left in the world and um, all hell breaks loose and it turns into a bloodbath on the third episode but then it calms down so there's your hook that's why you should watch Children of the Whale. It's on Netflix. Uh, so if you have Netflix, check it out. If you don't have Netflix, what are you doing with your life? Uh, next up for uh, what you should be, excuse me, uh, what you should be playing. So I picked up, one of the games I picked up for 50 cents on Steam was Rock and Roll Defense. It's a simple, silly little def uh, tower defense game where your job is to defend the band that's on stage against um, people that are trying to crash the stage. Uh, you know, it's a couple hours of gameplay, uh, but totally worth it, especially for only 50 cents. If it's not on sale anymore for 50 cents, I still recommend that you check it out. Um, even if it's a dollar or two, um, it was still really, um, really awesome. And then as for what you should be listening to, it's been a while. I haven't listened to a whole lot of new things. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead with one of our oldest recommendations. I think it was from the first or second episode of the podcast. Uh, if you're into rap or hip-hop music, you should definitely check out NF. He's an awesome Christian artist who really, you know, I'm going to sound cliche and, you know, vague, but he really does sing from the heart where he uh one of his songs is written to his mom who uh overdosed and at the end of the song you hear him crying and for me personally that really hit me because though my mom didn't pass from anything like an overdose or any anything of the slightest when he was crying at the end he says you know when i have kids you won't be there when this happens you won't be there and uh, I mean, this guy is, he'll make you cry listening to his music. His mus music videos are equally as powerful and they don't take away from the lyrics. They, if anything, they enhance them uh, tremendously. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and welcoming Pastor Taylor to the cast. It's going to be awesome. If you want to find out more about Christ and consoles, you can check us out on the Twitter at Christ consoles. So it's Christ and consoles without the and due to character limitations. You can also check us out on the Facebook at Christ and consoles, as well as the Instagram at Christ and consoles. And if you want to, if you're interested in joining our discord server, feel free to message us on any of those platforms. Can you message on Instagram? Yes. So feel free to message us at any of those platforms and we'll definitely get a link out to you and we'd love to have you join the server. So guys, thank you so much again and remember to geek gaming for God's glory.